0: Here, that hopes they had a better past. That's a false hope. We can't change the past. Hope is for the future. And he is able to take the dust of our Our glory past can become a glory future. The mess becomes a message. The test becomes a testimony. He makes something beautiful. Romans eight twenty eight. God is able to make everything. We say everything. Everything. Work together for good. That's right. Not each thing. Some things are not good. But He's able to take all of those things that aren't good and make something good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It's through the work that Jesus did on the cross. The worst thing that ever happened on the planet is the abuse of God's Son, the false accusation of God's Son, the lying and slander of God's Son and His eventual crucifixion, death, and burial. Tragic, ultimate sin. The most wicked thing that's ever happened. God's a great transformer. Through His resurrection, it became a blessing to the world because we don't have to be punished for our sins. He was punished for us. We can be redeemed. Our past can be changed. Our future is new. Aren't you glad for it? And it's available to whoever calls on His name and says, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe You died for me and You have risen from the dead. Take my life and change it for Your glory." Maybe you've heard that before. That's called the gospel. If you find yourself beginning to believe that story, it's supernatural to be able to believe it. It's so good. But if you find yourself beginning to believe it, it's saving faith dawning in your heart. The Bible says, By grace are you saved through faith. And that... Faith is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. He's given you the ability to believe. Now step out on that belief and turn from sin. Turn to God. Repent. Ask Him for forgiveness and you'll begin something new. Amen. And you can sing with us. You make you. where He purifies our lives, begins to straighten our walk out, fills us to overflowing with His Spirit, gives us His gifts, and uses us for His glory. So maybe you're saved and you know your past has been dealt with, but you're struggling with your present. I have hope today. Just keep following Jesus and do the next thing He tells you to do. Just do it. And then do the next thing he calls you to do. And just do that and then do the next thing and do the and the it's called walking. If you slip up and stumble and do something stupid or rebellious, get back up. Don't beat yourself up. Jesus was beaten for you and I. He died for his children. When we were enemies, he died for us. And now that we're his children, how much more does it apply? Get back up and begin to follow him again. You'll learn to walk. Amen. Hallelujah. I see most of us in here are standing upright. You would never stand upright if, if when you started falling as a kid and you just gave up. No, you kept getting back up. And you learn each time you fall. Don't go that way. Don't do that. You begin to grow. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise for His blessing.
1: Good morning and welcome to Generations Church. My name is Christina and here are some of the exciting things going on. Women, March September 14th and 15th on your calendars for our great women's retreat. This is for women of all ages that want to be empowered and equipped to walk in the freedom that Jesus Christ died to give us. This year our special guest will be Dr. Shannon Crawford and due to the popularity of this event we have moved it to the Granbury Convention Center. You don't want to miss out on all the fun, fellowship, and great biblical teaching, so get signed up today. For more information, contact Debbie Ellis, our women's pastor. Remember that you can always get more information about all the great things happening at Generations Church by visiting www.generationspeople.org and by liking our Facebook page. My name is Christina, and we'll see you next time.
0: Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Anytime you see the word therefore, you want to find out what it's there for. And that involves the previous passages of Scripture. Romans 4 wraps up with the story of Abraham and how he was justified by faith. Abraham believed the gospel In a prophetic sense, he believed in the miraculous birth of his son. He believed in offering his son as a gift to God when God asked him for it. What an act of faith to believe all these years for a son and you get it and God asks you to offer him a sacrifice. And in his mind, his son was as good as dead. I think that's the only way you could do that. Walk that three-day journey, go up that mountain with your son to sacrifice. And how could you do that? You have to consider it done. To do it. Set your face like a flint and just, you know, consider it done. It's done. So for three days his son was as good as dead. Three days his son was as good as dead. And he believed that God was able to raise his son up. So he believed in the resurrection of his son. And he believed God was able to offer a substitute for this need that he had to fulfill God's will. And that is the gospel. Isaac was a picture of Christ. Christ was born of a virgin. Talk about a miraculous birth. Through believing in his miraculous birth, it leads the way to believe in his sinless life and his call to please the will of the Father. This is the picture of the gospel. To die as an offering for the sins of the world. And to be buried for three days as good as dead, right? Three days as good as dead. And then to arise from the dead. And to do all that as our substitute. That's what justifies us by faith. That's where salvation begins. We couldn't call on the name of the Lord and get any results from it had God not done the work through the finished work of the cross. Amen? So that's what Abraham believed, and that's what justified him by faith, and that's what we believe, and that's what justifies us by faith. Do you see that? So verse 1 of chapter 5, Therefore, having been, can we say having been? That's completed action in past time. Having been justified by faith, we have peace. Having been justified, we now have peace. Present tense. With God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, through what He has done for us. Through whom also we have access. Can we say Access. By faith into this grace in which we stand. Justification doesn't just deal with our past, it deals with our present. We stand justified in His presence by grace. We have access to this through what Jesus did for us. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, we also glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Can we all say progress? Progress. From tribulation to perseverance, from perseverance to character, from character to hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved From wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we ask in your name that you would speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're speaking on the subject of hope. Can we say hope? hope? The world needs hope. When you lose your hope, you come into despair. And when you come into despair, the will to live weakens. There's an epidemic of suicide in the world. If you don't believe it, just Google suicide epidemic you'll be horrified at what you see. This year alone, 2012, in our military, we are losing more soldiers to suicide than to combat on a dangerous battlefield. I know there's complex circumstances that causes a person to lose the will to live, but the point is when our hope cannot stand up against our tribulation, the will to live, leaves. In Europe there's an epidemic of suicide. A few years ago we went to see Jamie and Maritz Smith in East Germany, where they were missionaries. They're back here today for the first time. We're glad to have them home. <clears throat> Being a light to the nations where hope is struggling. In Greece which used to have the lowest suicide rate in all of Europe, at least one person a day is ending it all. As their economy is being shaken, that's where their hope has been. In Italy, there's a phenomenon called white widows. That's the wives of men who've killed themselves, leaving them widows. And I think it all goes back to hope. When we were on our way to East Germany to see the Smiths, we stopped and changed planes in Heathrow Airport. And walking down a thoroughfare, I see a bookstore, and right here by the entrance is the fiction section. And I saw, it, and I thought, oh, how interesting. They have misplaced this theological book written by a Catholic lady on the case for God. A few minutes later, I pass another bookstore, and there is the same thing I had to take a picture. In Europe, it's popular to believe that God is fiction. So there's nothing eternal to put your hope in. Let's say hope is important. It's important. So important. Last Sunday we spoke on how to keep your hopes up. Number one, to hold on to God's promise. Say, hold on. That's what Abraham did. He hoped against hope, believing that he would have this miraculous child. Number two, be honest when trusting God is hard. It was in a point of honesty with God, hey, what's up, I don't have a child, that God said, go outside your tent and look at the sky. I'm going to give you a visual illustration to help strengthen your faith. Just as the stars are innumerable, so will your seed be. Number three, run to God when your hope is weak. Don't fake it till you make it. Be honest with God and run to Him when your hope is weak. And He has grace to help in time of need. In his becoming a man and coming to the earth, he knows, not just by his superior intelligence, he's omniscient God, all-knowing, but also by experience. He knows what it feels like to be betrayed. He knows what it feels like to have no one to depend upon. He knows what it feels like to have hope in God alone. And he, as an example for us, also ran to God for help. In Matthew 22, it talks about him praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, saying, Father, is there some other way? Yeah, he wasn't real excited about dying for us. Is there some other way? Let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. The next verse says, an angel came and ministered to him. Did the angel say something to him? Did the angel just make his presence known to him? I don't know. I believe his hope was strengthened. So that when he went to the cross, Hebrews 12 says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. What is that joy set before him? That is hope. It's going to be worth it. (laughs) We can go through anything if we have hope. And so my desire in this series that your hope becomes incredibly strong. That your false hopes are exposed. And that the foundation of your hope is made true in the one who can be trusted. And that it would result in number four, our giving hope to those who may be hopeless. Let this be the summer of hope. Find someone discouraged and encourage them. Give them a reason for the hope that you have. That's what the Bible tells us to do. Be ready to give a reason for the hope that you have. Spread hope around. Will you do it? There will be opportunities. We've got a team right now in the Honduras. Is that right English? The Honduras? In Honduras. Working in an orphanage in a Honduran village. What are they doing? They're bringing hope. Helping the missionaries instill hope in the people. All about hope. We've got another team going out and next month to Romania. Today, I want to talk about how to keep your hopes up, too. I talked to those people who were here last Sunday, how to keep their hopes, uh, not wanting to leave you left out, how to keep your hopes up, too. Four necessary personal realizations for your hope to get up. And I know we tell our children, don't get your hopes up. Basically, what we're saying is, We don't want you to be disappointed. You need to be patient. Because little children, when they hope something, they want it yesterday. The point is, we want our hope to be up. We need it to be up. But we must be realistic. There are tribulations in life. Number one, our God-given future gives us hope. We must realize that our future gives us hope. Just as the joy set before Jesus propelled him forward through the shame of the cross. So our future, eternal future in heaven, propel us forward. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Remember that song? Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face. All of life's sorrows will erase. And when we've run this race, till we see Christ, it will be worth it all. It will. Our text today said, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now, I grew up in churches that sang about heaven all the time. And I think the body of Christ has gotten away from that because we've got to do something here on the earth now. And we we don't want to just live in the future. We want to live in the now. And we want to give God honor for the things he's doing now. We are blessed right now. But let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. We have a future, too. We can sing about heaven, too. Don't cast away your hope. It has great reward. It's necessary to personally realize that our God produces progress that gives us hope. Our God-produced progress gives us hope. What does that apply to? Well, verse 3 of Romans 5 says, Not only that. But we also glory in tribulations. How can you glory in tribulation? Because it ain't the end of the story. And I meant to say the word ain't. Tribulation is not worthy of proper English. (laughs) Knowing, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Are there any bodybuilders in the house? Is it easy to pump iron? Is it fun to pump iron? If it's fun, you're not doing it right. That's why most of us in here aren't bodybuilders. It's not fun. But those that will endure, tribulation produces some results. Bible says bodily exercise profits little, but it does profit. Tribulation produces perseverance. When you go through something tough, it makes you. anybody have calluses on your hands? Maybe you had blisters at one time. Developed some strength in you. Tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. David faced a lion. Faced a bear and he faced a giant. What gave him strength to face the giant with a slingshot? Remembering past tribulations. That lion, that bear would have carried one of his lambs off, made havoc of the flock, scattered them, and come back for more, and went and got their friends and come back for more. He had to put an end to it. So the tribulation he went through gave him strength for the future. And even the giant gave David strength for the future. You know what he did with Goliath's head? Remember he killed Goliath with a stone from the slingshot? He took Goliath's sword and cut his head off. And then he carried that head for head around for a while. Guess where he carried it? To Jerusalem. Oh, how nice. He took him to the capital city. No, it was not the capital city. It was not under Jewish rule. But it would be under David's reign when he eventually stepped into his full authority as king. Use your present victories not just to wait for future challenges to encourage yourself with. By all means, you want to do that. Start looking for some giants. What's that thing God is calling you to? Use the present victory to encourage you. Move ahead. Tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint. True hope does not disappoint. Some people live in fear of just being disappointed. They would rather be anything than disappointed. That's an exaggeration. It's not true. There could be worse things in life than being disappointed. So they're afraid they have their hopes up. They're afraid to have hope. That's not the way to live. It was a season in my life where I was afraid to dream. I had hoped that certain dreams had come to pass, and they didn't. It led to great humiliation and disappointment and despair, and I wasn't going to dream anymore. In fact, I believe dreams were of the devil, and I had formed a theology using the Ishmael experience to apply it to all of my life. And I was just living in the now, waiting on God. That was it. A friend came to me one day and lovingly rebuked me and said, God gave us the ability to dream, but what you must do is not allow the dream to lead you. God must lead you. You must always pray over your dreams and say, Lord, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm dreaming. Please show me if this is your will. I give it to you. Begin to cover it in prayer, but don't stop dreaming. It's like that. You can't live without hoping. Don't stop hoping. Just make sure your hope is in the right place. Foundation. Hope does not disappoint. In fact, if you don't hope, if you have a life without hope, you're going to be disappointed. Listen to what John Corson, he's a Calvary Chapel pastor, had this to say about this phrase from Romans 5.5. 5. Hope being the absolute expectation of coming good, the times in my life of which I am most ashamed are the times that I lost hope, which caused me to do or say things I wished I hadn't. I've embarrassed myself so many times because of panic and sweat, anxiety and negativity have overcome me whenever I lost hope that God was at work, that his timing was right, that he was in control. Why did I lose hope? Because I didn't have experience. Why didn't I have experience? Because I hadn't allowed the crushing times of trial and tribulation to produce patience in me. So now when crushing times come, my prayer is to see the divine design and to say, okay, Lord, I get it. Tribulation works patience. Patience gives me experience. Experience gives me hope. And hope makes me not ashamed. So I won't say and do things I'll later on regret. It's a beautiful pattern. Have you ever heard or said, don't pray for patience? You pray for patience, you're going to get tribulation, which that's what develops it. That's how it comes. Now, let's just think about that statement. Don't pray for patience. Not in the Bible. Okay. Check. Other thing is, who's going to pray for patience when everything's going well in their life? Right? So if all hell is breaking loose and you're having to have patience, you better pray for patience. Help, Lord, give me patience. You better pray for patience. Tell your neighbor, pray for patience when you need it. It's almost as though that statement implies that if you don't pray for patience, you won't have problems. It's not true. Tell yourself, my crucifixion has been arranged. My crucifixion has been arranged. Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation. Put that in your promise box and pull that out of the Christian fortune cookie. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The third thing that's important to realize is our God's spirit gives us hope. The Holy Spirit gives us hope. He gives us the ability to hope. But he gives us hope by revealing God's love to us. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. He reveals hope. Jesus to us. He reveals the love of God. He makes the cross real to us. The resurrection real. God's love for you and the importance of loving others, He makes it real. You're thankful for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. We call Him He around here. We do not call Him It. God's Spirit gives us hope. And God's love for us gives us hope. For when we were still without strength, In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. And yet, perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, I, I'm saved, but I have no reason to hope because I have sinned. And God holds his children to a higher level of accountability, and therefore I'm not worthy. It's as though God is not all-knowing in that kind of mentality. It's as though he goes into shock when somebody stumbles and falls. Oh, my goodness, he fell. Angels, what are we going to do? He knew it. He knew it. You didn't know it. Now you know how much you need Him. And if He provided salvation when you were a total heathen, now that you're His child, how much more will He restore you and I? Hope! Hope! Hope. We're going to illustrate with some testimonies. Three mighty young men in Genrev youth. Cody, come on up here. Take a couple minutes. Tell us what God's been doing in your life.
2: Tuesday night becomes the first of three simply amazing worship nights. Every night I fell to my knees and began to and began to talk to God, hoping to seek his love and mercy. Wednesday night my hopes came true when I found peace with God. While I was praying, my eyes were closed and I, and I opened them up again. I look up and I see God reaching down to touch my chest. During this, my heart was like, was pounding and racing faster than a, race, than a NASCAR race car. <laughs> and as soon as he t- touched my heart, my heart liked what became slow and steady and became back to normal and I felt at peace with God and that he everything in my life was just was just at rest and all the tribulations and all, everything was just gone. That was one of the most amazing, if not the most amazing, weeks of my life. Thank you to all our leaders, Ms. Jill Brown, Mr. Mr. Henry Brown, Ms. Nadia Williamson, who's, who was the first time to go anywhere with us as Jim Rev, and she did an amazing job about it. Joseph Pilgrim, who was, who was one of the, who's the youngest. <laughs> Scott Stoddard, who, who, was, who snores like a bear. <laughs> And then, most of all, our fearless leader, Missy Vatlado. Thank you. Thank you all for putting up with us on the long car ride home. <laughs> and for just putting, and for loving on us and just wanting to hang out with us the entire week. All of, you, all of you leaders have made an impact on my life. And on behalf of GenRev, I say thank you to all of our leaders that went with us to camp. We love you all.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So as Austin comes forward, uh, I believe the young man came home with more hope. Had an encounter with God. Amen. The Holy Spirit gives us encounters. If we'll give him time, it will happen.
1: Real quick, I want everyone in this room to look over here at these young people. This is not the same group that you saw leave last Sunday. There is not a single person here that was not filled with hope in some way, there is not a person there that has not come back better than they left. Every one of us receives some sort of revelation of God's love. Receives some sort of revelation of what He wants for us. And a young man, I don't know who he is, but he came up to me. He put his arm around me and he spoke into my ear and said, God told me to tell you you're going down the right road that you have the right idea and to keep following him and to don't take your eyes off of him (laughs) And so i want to thank all of you who helped us to go who prayed for us on the way who sponsored anybody and know that that seed that you sowed went to a very good cause mr Mr. Jared Atcock,
3: my name's Jared obviously um, I want to show a little bit of appreciation to everybody, all the leaders and people that set up the fundraisers to help us go to camp so Now the uh, Now Youth Camp of 2012 changed everyone that went, absolutely, including me. And I hope only that the relationship between me and God can stay the same. When we first got there, the first day, it was I don't know, like six o'clock, and we were all really tired from the five and a half hour road trips. And um, we were not. We were wanting to go to bed, and we didn't really want to do anything, but we still had a night session that night. So when we walked in, they started playing the music and stuff, and it was just like we woke up in a 20 day nap. We had energy, and it was ridiculous. And, uh, my favorite part of each of the services were where, were the end. Not because, like, thank God it's finally over, but because the, the pastor would call everyone to the front of the room, of the sanctuary, and just pretty much say, let go and instantly everybody would get on their knees and start crying and praying but the thing that touched me most were that kids from like 7th grade all the way up to college after they would get done taking care of themselves praying they would get up and go around the room and wrap their wrap their arms around people random strangers that they didn't even know and start praying for them this is what gave me hope for this generation
0: Thank you, John. Thank you. expressing appreciation is important with many people here help them take those 5 days to set aside time to be with God and other believers to sit under teaching and to just give time for communion with the holy spirit and worship it's like sunday morning all day long with food and games and fun it's like multiple sunday mornings You know, there's seven days between Sunday mornings, but camp is a time to set aside for God. So I want to encourage you, especially those struggling with the area of hope, but everyone, to make time to encounter God, time every day with Him. It's more than just listening to Christian radio, but it's actually, you know, focusing on the Lord, helping others to focus on the Lord. So we wanted to express appreciation to those of you that helped others be strengthened in the area of hope. Because when you encourage someone, you get encouraged. He who waters will be watered. Amen. Amen. Here's my hopeful purpose for this summer, that by the grace and will of God we will be expanding the scope of hope that only the gospel can give, extending the rope of hope that as believers we have to give, expelling the slope of hopelessness with faith in God's word and expressing the hope of hope as God fills us with his love by His Holy Spirit. Expand, extend, expel, and express. Can we stand? Yes, we can. So let's stand, yes. (laughs) Lord, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus that You would strengthen our hope, that You would give us eyes to see, opportunities to express Your hope to those that need it. And the Lord, we would avail ourselves to times with you, times at home and even times away, Lord, that you'd make the way for us to give the Holy Spirit time. Lord, we live in a hopeless world that needs your hope. And, Lord, the light of the gospel brings it. It brings it. Thank you, Lord, for bringing it. Bringing hope to us. Thank you, Lord, for the testimonies we've heard and the testimonies we're going to hear. The testimonies that are in the making right now in this room, Lord. May we be quick to share our stories with everyone we get a chance to meet. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray especially for those who are that one person that is wrestling with hopelessness. Thank you, Lord, that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance develops our character. We're coming through it with hope. strengthen those of us who are struggling. In Jesus' name, amen. Could the prayer team line up across the front? Just come on forward. We'll be here to pray with you about anything that you're dealing with. Anyone that uh, would like to receive prayer about anything, uh, we're here to pray are young people that would like to pray for someone if you want to you don't have to but if you want to like to give hope pray pray for whatever people need prayer for come on up and join us and as they're coming forward when i do those anyone here that needs prayer gracious to